Hi, welcome to the Tylenol Talk Now podcast. Uh, welcome to Jennifer, Judy, and Marilyn of the Alliance team. This is our second podcast. We're so excited. Yay! Yay. Um, we're, we are a nonprofit organization, the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. And our purpose is to educate the community about domestic and sexual uh, violence. So today, we're going to be talking about uh, colonization and how it's impacted the um, Samoan culture here, particularly focusing on American Samoa. Mm -hmm. So we've got three perspectives from three different women who've had different experiences here in American Samoa. So I just want to open up the first question, uh, and we'll just go around and talk about this. So what does colonization mean to you? Okay, well, for me, in laying terms and um, what I used to think of, what I used to know of colonization um, while growing up, mm -hmm. it was just the white people taking over. Yeah. You know, just the white people coming in and take, taking over. Yeah. And that would be like, um, and I know um, an example would be um, like when Christianity arrived, mm -hmm. but then John Williams didn't come in and take over. He was pretty. Um, so you think? Yeah, <laughs> he was pretty persuasive with it. Yeah, you know, so he you did think. it in such a way where he went to them. He came. I mean, he came to us, and you know, he showed his bling and you know all that stuff. And it, it's like he manipulated our people, so we kind of like accepted him. You know, took him in. And um, so, yeah, but that's that's colonization to me while I was growing up is just the white man taking over. Yeah. Thanks, Judy. I know for myself when we talked about colonization and, and the way that colonization has impacted this work of domestic and sexual violence is that people talk about oppression and that's what colonization does mm -hmm. to a community. It oppresses the um well, in this case, the minority, which is the Samoans. And I used to always say, no, we're the happy people. We weren't colonized. Mm, we mm. freely gave our lands away to the Palangis that came in because they came from the skies and we called them the Papalangis. Yeah? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then as you do the work, you realize, no, <laughs> these guys, they just came in and made sure. We that didn't they... have a say. No, we didn't. We, told, <laughs> we definitely did not have to have a say and I and I really think that the way the colonization and when you look at our history at the history that's written we really didn't have a say and when we don't have a say then it becomes an issue when you're trying to move forward as a mm. people particularly when you have an outsider that brings their culture their beliefs and then makes it part of ours without us having that that's dominance right mm. And causes yeah. a historical trauma and things like that. What are your thoughts, Marilyn? Um, I, I'd have to say that um, my thoughts are along the same. Um, definitely when um, another power comes in and takes over um, and impacts you in a way where it changes your daily life. Mm -hmm. Life we once knew and then all of a sudden everything's different. Yeah. And that had to cause like a lot of confusion and um, just, I think it was um, a lot to take in. And so, I like think you said, um, 
you know, it doesn't seem like we fought. It didn't feel like, or did yeah. we, historically, it, it, it didn't no, seem not like, like it, right? other countries. They fought. It doesn't seem like we fought. It seemed like we readily gave up to them because it could be because we thought they were Balinese, we thought they were gods, yeah. we thought they were from the heavens. Yeah. So we um, were submissive mm-hmm. and we succumb and we let them. Like. And and there's not a lot of reading that I've done or research that I've done that shows that we actually fought other than the Mao, which we did do that. So, I mean, the Samoan people did that. But definitely the impact of colonization, one, we had to wear clothes. Yeah, yeah. The missionaries came in and said, we have to wear clothes. Those pictures of women bearing their breasts mm-hmm. was like... Yeah, just like know. what Marilyn was saying, how you live this life now, and all of a sudden, these people come in and then... Clothe you. Yeah, your, um, your, uh, things just change, you know, overnight. And then I remember um, the documentary by Dan Bowesi mm-hmm. a few years back, The Search for Tangaloa, mm-hmm. and it was all about Christianity coming, you know, and how um, when they came, <clears throat> when they said, this is God, when we already had, we already knew of gods, we had yeah. our gods, yeah. you know, and um, so how did our gods get, you know, overthrown, dethroned, by this God, the God of the white man that, you know, and then they were saying that um, we there was never violence before because when Christianity came, there was never violence before Christianity because when Christianity came, they were like what Jennifer's saying, teach us to clothe ourselves, cover up. When our women were, you know, they were running around half naked and it was it was the norm. You know, and then the whole thing of um, of men having um, more than one uh, uh, wife or, or, or partner right, back right. in the days, um, that was like the norm mm. to them until Christianity came and said, "No, that's not how it <clears throat> it is." So <clears throat> it almost feels like <clears throat> you know, like we were barbaric, and then they came and had to. Because that was their thought. Yes. Oh, we have to. We were the savages. Civilized or like, you're not civilized, you're barbaric. You're running around with your breasts hanging out. You're impregnating more than one woman. Mm-hmm. You're going from tribe to tribe. And that's just not, this isn't right. We have to come and we have yeah. to like teach you the ways that. And, you know, when you think back, like, well, who, who, who told you that we were barbaric? You are barbaric. Mm-hmm. You're you're restraining yeah. us. We yeah. were the free. We were free, yeah. and we loved freely. And now you're putting restraints on us. I remember my grandparents. They had what said when they when they when they got together. They were one of the very few people that got married, legally married, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. prior to that, like my great grandmother, she was just. Uh, with somebody, but there was no marriage. It was definitely the missionaries were working on ensuring that, just like what Marilyn said, we're barbaric because we're not married. We're not mm-hmm. believing in that. But so definitely their impact has been huge because when you look at the Nafa or the the um, lineage of back then, you'll see a lady who may have had two or three different people that they mm-hmm. had been with, or yeah, even a yeah. male that had had two or three. So that wasn't uncommon. And um, 
I think with the way that Christianity has come into our community, it was easily accepted. And based on the research that I've done, it was much more easily accepted because they already believed in gods. They just traded off for another God. Mm -hmm. That's the, it was easier for, it was easy for them to do that. And I think when we talk about like how colonization impacted the Fasamoa, when we talk about like the Matai system, um, that was a really interesting play for them because, you know, when you really look at what happened in Apia and Upolu when the Europeans came and then when the Germans were leading there and they had the Mao and all these, the unrest amongst the chiefs was because the Germans wanted to pick one man to be the leader, mm. but in Samoan society, we don't have one man. It's mm. a it's a village city, city right? Yeah. You have a bunch of Matais that come From together, village, and they decide. But not one ruler mm-hmm. makes the whole plan. Mm. Not, uh, but they, that was the that's where I've learned is was the downfall in the German attitude was backing one particular person rather than using the entire uh, setup of how we use our Fatmatai system. Mm. And they obviously learn from that because we have a phono system. Mm-hmm. So our phono system, which has all of our Matais, are, it's the, only the Matais that are senators here in American Samoa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That definitely was something you could tell they learned from that. And they have that in parliament as yeah. well in yeah. Samoa. So, I think that they definitely started to learn as they move forward and recognize that the culture that is so important to us has to be part of this process for them in order to have these people come into their site, be, become colonized. Because if not, they were having a difficult time bringing them over. Yeah? Yeah. And then when you look at the Matai systems, one of the things that I know that we talked about was the Tui Manua, right? Mm. We Manua had a Tui Manua all this time, which to them, when you define it, it's king, king. or ruler, right? Ruler, yeah. But we also know that um, there were various types of Tui Manuas there, and there were different types of Tui in Upolo. What was Tui Atua. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, uh, just like. Um, uh, Tuyatua, like uh, Tupolo Efi right now, he's a Tuyatua. Uh, there's a, there was a Tuyaana. There's you know, and you're right. All those Tuis were were rulers, considered rulers in their certain areas, mm-hmm. you know, or considered kings and in, in, in those areas. And then and then that happens to the Tuimanua, where he uh, where the uh, Europeans came and said that. The, the Tui Manua will no longer be mm-hmm. of um, or have status of a ruler or a king. Okay. It must have been, because um, when I think of it, I'm thinking, why would they do that? It must have been very threatening to yeah. them in a sense where, yeah. you know, there's this ruler, there's this king, you know. And um, and so, like, um, and it was the similar, it was similar in Samoa because it seemed like when there was that Tui Manua, there was the the Maliatoa yeah. in Samoa, and every Maliatoa was that um, it was like there was another Maliatoa after, mm-hmm. and then the um, when you go through the history of Samoa, there are different Maliatoas throughout, you know, um, 
different events. So there was a different Maliatur when Christianity arrived. There was a different Maliatur before then, you yeah. know. So um, so that kind of to me that was kind of like similar to 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 uh, to Manua. My question is, when when the Europeans arrived, because the Europeans came before Christianity, right? Or was Christianity? Well, John Williams came in about 1830s, and the Europeans started coming in. So that was like after, right? I mean, they, they came. You, they say that they saw like around sem- late 1700s, mm-hmm. but John Williams came in about 1830s and brought Christianity. So he brought that because he had much more influence. He came with people from Tahiti, brought yeah. the Iki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he came with Pacific Islanders. So he had much more impact. And then the Europeans didn't have a formal government. Mm. They just had people that were there doing shops. And then similar to Hawaii, they, there's these businessmen that come there and then they bring their governments with them to do so these really, it, so plantations. When you really think of it, it's um, it started from Christianity when they came. Mm. And, you know, because you think of it and you're like, if we didn't have a say in all of that, you know, mm-hmm. um, like... Um, with how the Americans um, took Tutuila and what was the other island? Aulu'u and not Manu'a. Correct. And the Germans got um, Upolu and Savai. Correct. And no Samoan was part of that convention. Correct. It makes you wonder, like, how did they just come in and, you know, yeah. and where were our people, uh, you know, just standing around and waiting for them to... To, to, to make those, yeah. Well, they were really smart because remember now, 1899, they, 1890s, 1889 to 1899, they had been having the Mao and they were having these wars there. Mm. And these three countries, Germany, Britain, Great Britain, and America, they were trying to see which Matai system, which Matai they were going to back. America came here to American Samoa and they got the coaling station. So they were just coming over there to Sam to Upolu because that was where the main yeah. mm-hmm. place had to be. And there they get they don't like how the Germans are handling the Samoans, which because of the Mao, and then it causes them to have this big shootout in the Apia uh, waters there, right, right where the wharf is, and that's what create that's what made them go back to. Uh, doing a, a treaty, mm. a convention of tripartite. Yeah, or something tripartite. Like that. And then that's where they determine you're going to have, Germans are going to have Upolu and Savai, and then America is going to take keep the coaling station that they have in American Samoa. And Great Britain was given Papua New Guinea, all the other places down there. The Solomon Islands. And yeah. there was not one Samoan there that could, and then what do they do? They come. The Americans come to, to Tuila, to and Tuila. in 1900, they... 